Hello, my name is Pastor Daniel. My name is Pastor Steve. And this week, you know, we've got a great message for you from Destiny Church in Wakefield called Crossing Over. Yes, we have. And this message is our first one of us being in person. Oh my goodness me. That was a great day. It was a great day. You know, we'd spent 18 months in lockdown. We've been doing virtual church. It had been amazing to see so many people um, tuning in and engaging on YouTube and on Facebook. But now, now we got to be meet in person. It was a great time. That's right. The first time we heard the word of preach in person and the first time we worshipped together in person, it was really, really, really great. Great. So let's head over now to Apostle Ian, who's doing a message entitled Crossing Over. Everybody, thank you all of you wonderful people watching us at home. We really appreciate you tuning in. We're still going. Appreciate you tuning in to watch these, this ministry from Destiny Church Wakefield. Well, it's been an awesome time, hasn't it? 70 weeks. But here we are, we survived, amen? You tell yourself, I'm a survivor because of the faithfulness of God. It is because of God that we are here today and we are grateful. My message to you today is significant. God spoke this to me some while ago and told me this is what I'm supposed to teach on today on the first Sunday back. And the subject title is crossing over, crossing over. We all have moments in our life when we need to cross over. We cross over. There's been just a few times when I look back in my life, our testimony, me and Rachel, there's been just a few moments when we crossed over. They were important times. They're significant times. It's not a a, a non-memorable time. It's, It's a crossing over time. And I'm speaking to you right now in your home and all the people gathered here. And I'm saying we need to recognize crossing over moments. If we don't cross over when the moment comes, then we stay on the wrong side of the street. If we don't cross over when the time comes, we stay in our spiritual bondage of Egypt. If we don't cross over when the time comes, we can find ourselves in very difficult circumstances. I've got four crossing overs that I want to talk to you about today. Say with me, crossing over. There you go. Oh, that's so nice to hear voices. I've been saying that for 70 weeks and, and, and I've had to imagine you saying something, you know. You do know that I could see you down the camera, don't you? Yeah, so I know which color your picture. No, I don't. couldn't see anything over it. Okay, the most famous of all the crossings over, I suppose, are down to the children of Israel. There was two of them, and we're going to look at the first one. It's called the Red Sea crossing over. And in Exodus chapter 14 and verses 21 through 31, and we're going to read the story from the Bible because it it says it simpler than I could do. It says, then Moses Do you remember they were just coming out of Egypt and they were getting chased by the Egyptian armies and they came against the Red Sea. Oh, now we are stuck. This is our moment. How do we get out of here? Have you ever felt stuck in a moment? Like, where do I go from here? 
and it looks like there's no way forward. I want to tell you something today. God will make a way for you. You might see an obstacle in front of you. It might be a Red Sea, but God will make a way for you. That's what he promised. So let's see what he did for the children of Israel. Exodus 14, 21 says, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land, not muddy. They didn't get mud on their feet. They went through on dry land. The waters were divided. The Israelites went through the sea. We could say the Israelites crossed over. That's the message. They crossed over on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and a wall of water on their left. The Egyptians pursued them and all of Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, we're talking midnight now, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and the cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He, I think this is really funny. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. That must have been a chaotic moment right in the middle. And you know what? The waters came back and that was the end of that. And the children of Israel, came, they crossed over. Behind them, the significance of this first crossing over, behind them was Egypt, behind them was their past, behind them was difficult experiences, behind them was being slaves, behind them was being under the tyranny of Pharaoh and the Egyptians, ahead of them was a land of promise, a land flowing with milk and honey, and the, they needed, it wasn't a casual move into that, it was a determination, it was a decision that would determine their destiny, crossing over is about making the right choices in the right time so we actually get ourselves in the right way. And, and if they'd have turned around at the Red Sea, they'd have never entered to the promised land. It was a moment when they needed to trust God for a miracle. Maybe you're at a moment in your life right now where you feel like there's a brick wall ahead of you. You've tried a few times to really move forward and it just doesn't seem to happen. I want to tell you something. God wants to give you a crossing over moment. He wants to make a way for you. And it's just as miraculously as God piled up the waters of the Red Sea and they walked through on dry ground. You're not going to come through this with mud on your feet. You're going to walk through this on dry ground. God is going to make a way for you. Hallelujah. Do you receive that? God has got something special in place. It's very interesting in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verses 1 to 4, it refers back to this moment. So now we're coming into the New Testament and it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 4, For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors, that's he's talking about these people right here, were under the cloud. Do you remember the cloud? And they all passed through the sea. They crossed over. They all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses, into the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them. And that rock was Christ. I want to tell you something. That was a picture for what we can do right here, right now through Christ. 
We can drink of the rock that is Christ. We can stand on the rock that is Christ. We can take of the goodness that is Christ. Because when you face your Red Sea moment, Jesus is there with you and he will blow on those waters. Okay, it might look difficult. It might take a little time. But I want to tell you, your miracle is coming. And you need to believe that God is going to give you a crossing over moment. Oh, thank you so much. I've waited 70 weeks to hear somebody respond to me like that. The second crossing over is the Jordan River. Now, the Jordan River is interesting. And, and you know, uh, is it okay if I read a lengthy passage of the Bible? Joshua chapter 3. I'm going to read the chapter. It says, early in the morning. You all came to the early morning service. And those of you who are up and watching this live right now, you got up early as well. There's going to be some people who are going to be doing this at 11 o'clock, but they missed the early morning one, didn't they? Early in the morning, it says in Joshua chapter 3, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to Jordan where they camped before crossing over. Yeah, that, that's the subject. You get that before crossing over, they, they got themselves all ready. After three days, the officers went through the camp. They were preparing themselves, okay? Giving orders to the people, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. There's a key in that. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. I'm standing in a Jordan right this morning, and I'm saying, I've just got to follow what God's doing because we've not been this way before. I've never had 70 weeks off meeting in church before. Neither of you, well, maybe you have in the past, but not these days. We've not been this way before. We don't know how to do this. So we're saying, Spirit of the living God, lead us, guide us, go ahead before us because we're in a Jordan-like moment of entering into a promised land moment, and we're going to need you to help us. And then he says, but keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. That sounds a bit like COVID restrictions, doesn't it? Keep your distance between you and the ark of the Lord. In other words, don't go too close to the ark. And Joshua told the people, consecrate yourself. Now, there's a key. Consecrate yourself. For the Lord is going to do something amazing among you. Joshua said to the priest, take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up. They went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I'm going to begin to exalt you in the eyes of Israel so that you may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Remember, he'd just taken over from Moses. Now tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan water, go and stand in the river. Now you say, well, they must have known it was going to part because they'd... I mean, it was 40 years before. Do you remember something that happened 40 years before? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling to remember what happened last week sometimes, aren't you? But, you know, here they are. They're, they're at a second crossing over moment. The first one was a crossing out of their past. But the second crossing was a passing into their promise. Out of their past and now into the promise. Some people cross out of their past but never cross into their promised land. You know, don't be one of those Christians. Don't be one of those people that says, Oh, God, forgive me for my sins so I can go to heaven. But actually, they don't then 
walking, cross into their promised land. God's got a promised land for you that he wants to bring you into, but we've got to cross over the Jordan before we can get there. And he said to the Israelites, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, and the Wakeites. In other words, anybody that's going to stand against you, God has got to, God's got them marked. You might say there's some people that have stood against me in my past. God knows that. And he, they're going to be an eight, as far as he's concerned. An eight. You know, and God is going to say to the eights, I'm watching you. Don't you touch these people because these people are under promise. You are under promise. If you're ready to cross over, you're under promise. God has got a plan for you. You're under promise. And all of those enemies that have stood against you, they're eights. They're eights. And then he said, see the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carried the ark of the Lord, uh, the Lord of all the earth set foot in the Jordan, its waters will stop flowing downstream, will be cut off and stand up in a heap. I mean, I can't even imagine what that must have looked like. You got this water standing, you say, that's not supposed to happen. I tell you, there's some things that you think can't happen, but God says, with me, all things are possible. God, with God, all things, he, he can make water stand up in a heap. And if the God who can make water stand up in a heap can sort out their way ahead of you, he can solve problems for you, he can provide money for you, he can bring healing for your body, he can bring peace in your mind, he can restore things that you thought were well and over, truly over. The God who made the water stand up in a heap is there with you, working it out for you. It's a crossing over moment. So when the people broke camp to come to the Jordan the priests carrying the covenant went ahead of them now the Jordan is at flood stage during the harvest yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge the waters upstream stopped flowing it piled up in a heap I think they like the word heap don't you I mean heap and water don't go together do they you know, it piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarathan, while the waters flowing down the Sea of the Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, were completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground while all of Israel passed on until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Oh, what a story. What a crossing over. Some key things, just to pull out very quickly. Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourself today, because tomorrow the Lord is going to do amazing things. This is a moment of consecration, ladies and gentlemen. These are first steps for us, for you, for us as a church, for every one of you, in your lounge, watching us wherever you are. It's a moment of consecration. You won't cross over without consecration. You won't cross over until you come to a, a serious place of consecrating yourself before the Lord. It's a turning point. Consecrate yourself. You know, it's interesting to me that it's the River Jordan. Guess who got baptized in the Jordan much later? Who was him? Jesus. Same river. This was a moment. And what, what was Jesus doing getting baptized into the Jordan by John? He was consecrating himself. 
to a moment where he was about to enter into not just something called a promised land for him he was about to enter into three years of such miraculous ministry that will culminate with him dying on a cross because he loved you and loved me and he was stood by the same Jordan and he was ready to go into that Jordan just like they went into the Jordan the waters didn't part this time he wanted to go into the waters and he wanted to, to show actually that because the water is a, bat, is a picture of the old has gone the new has come and the children of Israel were saying goodbye to the wilderness journeyings and hello to the promised land now we know that it became a difficult promised land for them but you know something it didn't need to have been so difficult nor did they need to have been in the wilderness so long they could have crossed over a long time before they did they could have crossed over two weeks after the Red Sea they could have crossed the Jordan and entered the promised land but they stayed 40 years I wonder if you stayed in the wilderness too long You've been in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people making the wrong decisions. You think, oh God, will my time ever come? God's bringing you to the River Jordan today. And he's saying it's time to cross over and to get out of your wilderness cycle and get into the place of promised land. There's a third crossing in the New Testament and in Mark's Gospel chapter 4. Let me read it again. I'm reading quite a lot of Bible to you. That's not a bad thing in church, is it? We're not into telling stories about Rupert the Bear or something. We're, we're, we're a church that believes in the Word. Amen? Okay, here, here it is. Mark chapter 4, verse 35, and it says, The day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let's, It's funny how they went over the, the Red Sea, over the Jordan, and even over Galilee at night. Yeah, I mean, do, do you know something? It's nighttime when you sit down and think there's a time when you need to cross over. When you can't sleep in the middle of the night because you're worried it's a time to cross over. Nighttime, you're busy during the daytime, the sunshine, it's at nighttime sometimes, isn't it, that we need to learn how to cross over. Anyhow, they were crossing over, and Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go over, cross over, let us cross over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took Jesus along just as he was in the boat, and there were other boats with him, and a furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it nearly swamped them, and Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the disciples. No, no. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. In this moment, he was a man of few words. And you know, we're going to have to learn in the middle of some of our crossing over moments that we don't need a thousand words. We need to say no, yes. Jesus did that many times. Stand up to the one that was laying on the floor rise up to the person that was down and when somebody was dead he said rise up come forth jesus just in a few words quiet be still immediately the wind died down it was completely calm and he said to his disciples why are you so afraid do you still have no faith and they were terrified and they asked each other who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him what does the crossing over the Sea of the Galilee speak to us this morning? I want to tell you something. It proves this, that on your journey, God will be with you. 
What it tells you is in the crossing over, you're not alone. You're not, God's not asking you to go and cross something and saying, right, I'll be on the other side waiting for you. He's saying, no, take me in your boat. I, it might feel like sometimes that I'm sleeping, but I'm with you. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm always going to be there for you. And I want to tell you something. Whatever you're going through right now, Jesus is with you. He's with you every step of the way. You've not been feeling well, but the healer is with you. Maybe you've been struggling financially, but the provider is with you. Maybe you've been feeling really lonely, but the God of all comfort and of all peace is with you. You might have felt a bit lost and not knowing which decision to make, but the one who said, I will be your guide is with you. You might have felt a bit low, but the one who said, I'll lift you up is with you. You might have got worried, worried, but the God of all peace is with you. I want to tell you, God is with you in your storm. You don't need to wake him up. When you know he's in the boat, he's going to bring you through on the other side. There's a crossing over to happen. And he's with you in the storm. Many things happened around the Sea of Galilee in the Bible. I haven't got time to, to go through them, but it was on the Sea of Galilee that Jesus walked on the water, just proving that nothing is impossible. Jesus taught the crowds by the side of Galilee on the Galilee beaches. Jesus, do you remember when he came across the, the other side of the sea, met a demon-possessed man and, and drove the, the, the demons out of him and they went into the pigs and went into that same sea that he just got off and drowned themselves in. You know, God is, is with you. No matter what comes against you, make a way for you. And even after the resurrection, guess where Jesus planned to cook breakfast for the guys when they'd been out fishing all night and they couldn't, and he did this miracle catch of fish? It was on the side of the same Sea of Galilee where the crossing over moments had happened. And Jesus said, come on, let's sit down and eat breakfast now. Jesus has got it sorted. He's got it. He's, he's with you in your crossing. My fourth and very brief moment to think about is this. There is an ultimate crossing over. There's some of our lovely family have crossed over during COVID time. Today they are in the heavenly places. They crossed over from life to eternal life. It, they didn't cross from life to death. Death was just the crossing over. Death was their Jordan. Death was their, was their Red Sea, if you like. Death was just their crossing over. But today they are, Brian, Pauline crossed over and she's gone ahead of him. My mom crossed over. Your son crossed over. Pam crossed over. You know, there's other people, they, they crossed over. And, and it's not some crazy little poetic idea they crossed over the ultimate divide and to be absent from this body they crossed over to be present with the Lord which the Bible says is far better now we're clinging unto life like we think this is the best thing in well it's the best thing on earth but it's not the best thing ever would I like to live a long time certainly that's why I'm looking after myself so well don't you look at me like, which camera am I like that? Yeah. We need to look after ourselves so we live well. And we're fit and we're healthy. But in the end, one day we're going to cross over. And, and we're going to see Jesus. We have an eternity. It's the ultimate crossing over. But before then, before then, cross your Red Sea. Maybe your Red Sea for you is that you need to come to faith in Jesus Christ and Make him your Savior and Lord. 
being in an Egypt type situation. Egypt always felt it just meant being a slave. Maybe you've been a slave to yourself or sin or the devil or something in the past. Cross over. Come to the Savior. Let him bring you in on a journey that leads you to the promised land. Cross over your Red Sea. You could make that decision today. If you've never made a decision to put Jesus Christ right in the center of your life, you could do it. You could do it today. And the second crossing, you remember, the Jordan. Cross into. Don't just cross out of, but cross into your promised land. And the third crossing is every crossing that you're ever going to make in difficult times, Jesus is in your boat. And the fourth crossing, none of us have done yet. Some of you might look like you have, but it's not true, is it? No, that's not true. I I, that's a bad joke, okay? And, and, and it's live, so I can't take it back. All of you look like you are in the land of the living. Hallelujah. And, and, but when that day comes, don't fear that day, because your crossing over will be into the presence of Jesus. Hallelujah. I hope you got something today. I hope God, you'll let God speak to your heart. And in this difficult moment of happening in the country and all of our lives, this is our crossing over moment. This is a time for us to believe God, to come through this well. We are going to come through this well. You are going to come through this well. Our church is going to come through this in victory for His honor for his glory now may the lord bless you may the lord keep you may the lord watch over you and give you peace may god work it all out for you may god stay in your boat rebuking every wind and calming the the, the waves causing all things to work together for good for you and anybody that's watching me right now be they here or be they watching online if you've never put Jesus Christ at the center of your life, do it right now. You can pray a prayer something that's like this. Dear Jesus, I'm giving my life to you, or I'm giving my life back again to you. I'm going to move you to be the center of my life, and I want you to help me to cross over in life. And as you do that, all will be well. The Lord bless you. Thank you so much for being with us today. We pray that that message from Apostle Ian really blesses you and helps you in your world and in your life. That's right. And you know, if it has, if it's touched you in any way, or if you just want prayer, again, we're going to tell you, keep contacting us at info at destinychurch.co.uk. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget, if you ever want to come and listen to a message in person, just like this one was the first one for us, then you can come and join us at 9.15 and 11 o'clock every Sunday at Destiny in Wakefield. That is WF14AF. Yes, and you'll be sure of a warm, warm welcome. Remember, we release these podcasts weekly from now on, so uh, do remember to check us out next week, and we shall see you very, very soon. Thank you for being with us. Goodbye.